What's the connection between Google Cloud and digital transformation? That's our topic today on CXO Talk. Marcus East, who is with the office of the CTO at Google Cloud, he's an interesting guy, has a very interesting background, and I'm delighted. Marcus East, welcome to CXO Talk. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Marcus, please tell us about your role and tell, tell us what you do at Google Cloud. Yeah, I'm technical director in the office of the CTO here at Google Cloud. And that means that I have three real primary responsibilities. Um, one is working very closely with Google's biggest customers around the world to help them solve difficult technical challenges. And we do a lot of that through what we call co-innovation where rather than just thinking about what it is that Google has to sell to a customer, we actually like to work with them to develop solutions and technologies that they can use. So that's one aspect of the role. The other is that I work very closely with our product engineering teams to help them better build some of the products that they're working on based on the feedback and the input that we get from customers. And the third component is helping to position Google Cloud in the marketplace by thought leadership. And that involves writing articles and doing conversations like this. And you have a really interesting background, Marcus. You were at National Geographic. So tell us about that. I think that's quite fascinating, actually. Yes, I spent a wonderful time at National Geographic as the chief technology officer. Um, National Geographic was very focused on a big digital transformation wanting to move from being a 130-year-old brand that had a great legacy and great heritage with consumers to one that was relevant in the digital age. And there was an acknowledgement that that involved investments in technology and the creation of new products and services. And so it's my great privilege to lead that work. You know, it's funny, when one thinks of National Geographic, you think of faraway places, you think of photographs, but CTO, Chief Technology Officer, doesn't quickly come to mind. So so just briefly, tell us about the nature of that, of your role there. I think there are three aspects to the role of being CTO at National Geographic. The first, many of your um, viewers will recognize as a sort of traditional tech leader and that I was responsible for building the platforms that ran the National Geographic business. So the content management systems, the data systems that supported the business. And that was an area that took up a, a lot of my time. But I also had the opportunity to spend uh, a lot of my time thinking about customer experiences and building digital products and services that allowed National Geographic's consumers to actually have a new relationship with the organization. And then the third aspect of my role was building technologies that were actually used out in the field by explorers and researchers. And a great example there is the um, work that's done by uh, a researcher called Topher White, who's built an incredible device that listens out for sounds in the um, jungle or in the rainforest and uses um, artificial intelligence in order to process those sounds. And it now, for example, identifies the sound of gunshots where people are illegally poaching or chainsaws where they're illegally logging. So it was a very interesting role to have indeed. Why did you make the, the jump from National Geographic to Google? I think that's a relevant part of this story. Yeah, it's a good question and one that I get asked very regularly. Uh, as, as you heard from what I said earlier, I had a fantastic role and really enjoyed my time at National Geographic. 
But I was also very conscious that there is a big change going on in the industry right now. And for me, that change was driven by the cloud and the way in which the cloud was enabling digital transformations for many big organizations. And so I actually first got to know Google Cloud as a customer. And one of the projects that I did at National Geographic was taking the National Geographic Image Collection, which it, um, which is its collection of the most iconic photographs, including things like the Afghan girl, and moving those to Google Cloud as part of a program to protect them for future generations. And what I realized was that many organizations could benefit from using the cloud. And so this new role gives me an opportunity to work with many customers to help them get access to some of the solutions that have helped me in my career. And we, we have a question from Twitter. Sal Rasa is asking, he says that you're, given your role with National Geographic, you're obviously interested in the societal benefits from digital technology. And so where does, does that come into play at all in, in what you're doing now? Since obviously that's a part of your background. Absolutely, yes. In, in two regards. One is that by helping our customers to solve their most difficult problems, we are helping them to be more successful. We are helping them to grow. We are helping them to deliver better services to their customers. So there's definitely a wider societal benefit there. But also on a personal basis, I'm heavily involved in some of our initiatives around trying to get technology skills um, increased in some underrepresented communities, for example. So I do a lot of mentoring and I'm involved in lots of the Google initiatives specifically around making a positive contribution to society. Let's talk about Google Cloud. Uh, Google is growing its enterprise business. You've made a number of very high-profile, splashy hires. You're investing in Google Cloud. So what's cooking with Google Cloud right now? Yeah, a big topic. I'll give you a, a sort of overview, and then we can dive into the areas that interest you the most. I think it's worth starting, though, with this idea that I was a customer, and now I'm a Google cloud employee. And so I am seeing the transition from the inside, having experienced it from the outside. One of the things that I've noticed since being here is that the investments that our CEO, Thomas Curin, is making are very focused on supporting our customers. We are investing heavily in our sales um, and channel capabilities so that we have more touch points with customers. We're investing in customer success for the first time so that we have people who are focused on helping customers not only get onto Google Cloud, but then be successful with Google Cloud. We're also investing in customer support and service so that we can make sure that we can be responsive to the needs of those customers who have actually moved to Google Cloud. And so those investments um, are having a really profound impact and we're winning customers all the time. We're having engagements with new potential customers on a regular basis. And so we're definitely seeing a big transition um, as we're acknowledged now as one of the challenges in this cloud space. Why now? Why did Google make the decision to invest in Google Cloud to this extent today? The cloud market is one that is growing rapidly. The research suggests that in the next few years, it will be valued over $100 billion. And Google has many advantages, acknowledged as a challenger um, in this space, where seen as a leader when it comes to building secure, scalable, intelligent cloud solutions for enterprise customers. 
And so many of the technologies that Google is now making available to customers started through the investments that Google itself made in its business. And when it comes to things like machine learning and artificial intelligence, where we are acknowledged as a technology leader, customers can now take advantage of some of the skills and capabilities that Google has used up until now for itself. And I think that it's seeing customers going on these big digital transformation journeys and realizing that Google has the potential to help them by bringing some of that expertise and some of that knowledge that has been developed over many years building Google's business. We think of Google as being a B2C company. Everybody thinks of search, of course. But now you're talking about a very, very heavy investment in B2B. And so what are the what are the kind of challenges do you think that Google faces in making that transition? I think the big opportunity is one to, as I talked about before, give customers an opportunity to benefit from some of the things that have previously been proprietary to Google. Um, and so Google has nine different products that have over a billion users, including search. And so those products clearly have helped to shape the world and have actually helped to drive digital transformation um, by changing the way in which consumers interact with data and consumers interact with information. And so as we move towards developing a stronger um, B2B profile, it is making investments that allow us to support our customers, but at the same time, building new products and services specifically for the needs of our own customers. Um, and a good example there would be the co-innovation work that we do. I talked about that a little bit earlier. If I just give you one example, one of our customers, Iron Mountain, has a great heritage, of course, in document management and managing the information for its customers. In working with Google, um, we identified an opportunity to help them with their migration to public cloud using the great compute and storage capabilities of Google Cloud. But we were also then able to use um, our machine learning and artificial intelligence capabilities to develop with them some new offerings specifically around document intelligence. And that's now an offering that we are making available um, with them to their customers. And so um, it really is interesting for me to see how we're able to build on that legacy of being a B2C brand that has helped to drive digital transformation in the last two decades to one that is now helping our customers to do the same. Why did you create this office of the CTO? What was the point of doing that? Yeah, the office of the CTO plays a really important role in our engagement with customers in that it's a safe space for our customers to explore some of their most difficult, challenging problems without the pressure of sales targets or the need to sell a specific solution to them. The office of the CTO is part of Google's engineering function. And what motivates us is working with customers to help them tackle those problems in a way that generates value for them, but also potentially creates patterns and intellectual property that we can then use in other products and services. So it's very exciting for them because they have almost a unique opportunity to work with very experienced engineers, both from within Google, some of the office of the CTO are people that have been here for many years working on Google's own products, and others are people like me who have been CTOs in other organizations, bringing that customer external perspective. So is it kind of an advanced uh, consulting group? Would that be an accurate way of putting it? Some people think of it as a consulting group, but I would say the difference is that we're not 
engaging with customers in a way where we expect them to pay us to do something. We're really looking for that co-innovation. We're taking our skills and capabilities, our knowledge of all of the tools that Google has, and working alongside them to find ways to develop value for both organizations. So very different from a traditional consulting model where somebody is paying you to come and do some work. We're actually not approaching it in the same way. And you've mentioned that term co-innovation several times. So it sounds like, tell, tell us what that looks like a, a little bit further. Yeah, that's a big driver for us. Um, co-innovation is this idea that we take someone from the office of the CTO to work alongside senior technology leaders in a customer to think about the problem from the perspective of the customer. So we're not coming at it from the perspective of a specific product set. We're coming at it from the perspective of we're all technologists. How do we work together in order to actually tackle these problems? That allows us to tap into Google's engineering and product capabilities, though. But it also allows us to tap into our partner network. And by doing that, we can then develop a solution specifically for those customers' needs that just may not have existed before. And I think co-innovation is one of the unique things about the office of the CTO and one of the reasons customers are so excited to work with us. Marcus, how much of this co-innovation is driven by the desire to A, assist customers versus B, gain a better understanding inside Google of the, the kind of deeper questions and issues that your customers are facing? Yeah, it's absolutely both. But I do want to go back to this topic of digital transformation. One of the things that I recognize having been a CTO myself for many years is that customers want solutions. They don't want technology and they don't want products. And so the other way in which engaging through the office of the CTO is a value to customers is that they know that we start by talking about the issue or the challenge that they're facing rather than talking about some specific angle to it. And so a lot of the interest that customers have initially is tackling their problem, but they very quickly realize that there's a lot of technology, a lot of expertise, a lot of experience within Google that can help. And it's our job in the office of the CTO to pull all of that together. So that co-innovation is really a, a central part for your reason in the office of the CTO to, to exist. Absolutely. Co-innovation and then building on that, this idea of thought leadership too, where we take the experiences that we have of working with customers and we try to establish patterns and thinking that can be used by other organizations. And so yesterday, um, I had an article go out um, about what I describe as how the cloud has helped to transform not only some of the systems that I've been responsible for, but also my career. And I know that resonated with other CTOs because many of them have reached out to me to say, yeah, I'm also experiencing similar things. So thought leadership is another important aspect of what we do. Okay. Now on digital transformation, you know, it's one of these terms that three or four years ago was big hype, sort of the way AI terminology is in hype today. And now there's less talk about digital transformation, but it seems that the amount of investment that's going on in among large companies and, and mid-sized companies is so large. But 
the term digital transformation has become so vague. It's like artificial intelligence, so vague as to be almost meaningless. And so let me ask you to kind of define for us or explain what digital transformation actually is from your perspective. Yeah, this is another great question, Michael. In fact, just before coming to Google, um, I wrote a book about digital transformation called Working with Dinosaurs. And one of the points that I raised in the book was this idea that digital transformation is a very broad term that covers everything from application modernization through to building new products and services for customers. I think that the challenge for many leaders in big enterprises is making it relevant to their organization. And I think digital transformation um, has many, many aspects to it. I personally think there are six things that are really important. One is having flexible technology, and that's what brings us back to the cloud. I believe that cloud technologies and cloud solutions are a great foundation for digital transformations. We allow our customers to build, deploy, and manage applications much more quickly in the cloud than they could when they were doing it through traditional on-premise solutions. So that's, for me, one of the foundational elements of digital transformation. But also there's a need to truly um, understand your customers through experimentation. And so one of the other things I think is important is that for companies to be successful at digital transformation, they need to be um, really embracing this idea that they have to experiment with new ideas with their own customers in order to see what it is that the market is demanding. Next, I think they have to be able to measure and actually look at the data that they're generating from those experiments in order to make the right decisions. And I think it's very hard to have good digital transformation if you don't have good data and you don't have good insight into what your consumers are doing. And then there are three other things that I've seen consistently throughout my career. The next is this idea of collaboration across organizational boundaries, where certainly when I started my career 25 years ago, organizations could operate in a very siloed way, both within a big enterprise, but also between enterprises. But today, in order to develop and to deliver digital transformation, organizations have to collaborate in a different way. They have to be able to share knowledge more quickly and to move more quickly. So that's another aspect of it. Agility is key too. Um, Pierre Nantum, who until recently was the chief executive of Accenture, uh, in 2016, shared a report that showed that between 2000 and 2016, 50% of Fortune 500 companies had ceased to exist. And one of the reasons that Accenture identified that um, they ceased to exist was their inability to move quickly enough into this digital age. So agility and speed is important. But the number one thing that I think really drives digital transformation is an intense focus on the customer because the companies that have been most successful have been those who have been able to deliver value to their end customers. And so I think all of those together drive digital transformation. But what is digital transformation, right? Is it, well, we have a new website or now you can sell our, sell your, we can sell our products on the web and before you had to go to our stores. And is there any point even to define it in, in this way? I think it can be helpful to define it. For me personally, digital transformation is where organizations are taking advantage of new technologies in order to, to redesign and to, to redefine the relationship between the organization, its customers, its employees, and its partners. Um, and I think when you have that broad definition, 
it gives you the opportunity to include things like building new websites, but it could also be building new business models and having an entirely different way of delivering services to your end customers. But it all starts, I believe, with the use of technology. Explain that. So because the, the reason I'm asking is because the other attributes you're describing are not technology related really at all. It's a way of doing business and culture mindset. But so, so explain the role of technology in this. I believe technology is an enabler to all of those things that I talked about, to measurement, to experimentation, to collaboration, to agility, and to customer focus. A good example would be the way in which we now, through one of the tools that we have called BigQuery, we allow our customers to take huge data sets, multi-petabyte data sets, move them into a serverless environment where they can then use our tools in order to analyze that information and to drive insights that then inform their business decisions. And so, yes, what we're doing there is we're using our technology to enable better insights and more customer focus for them. And so I think the foundation of all digital transformation is flexible, powerful technology. Let me ask you to just to, to drill down further, because I think that the distinction between the, the technology enablement and the business outcomes and the connection between those two is so foundational here. Yeah, agreed. Um, one of the other things that I think is important when it comes to this idea of digital transformation measurement is being clear about the KPIs. And the most successful programs that I have seen, um, either as a, an executive driving them or as somebody supporting them externally, have been those that have had a very tight focus on very explicit business outcomes. And I think that technologists benefit from having those very clear KPIs and targets because it allows them to develop solutions that work towards those. Um, uh, ultimately, there are many ways in which people are using technology to drive digital transformation. If I draw my own experience, um, when I was at National Geographic, we were using technology to drive down the cost of creating and distributing content. That was very important to us as a media company. And many of the media companies that we work with are looking at ways in which they can just drive down the cost of their operations. Cloud plays in a very important role there. Many of them are consolidating data centers into um, public cloud infrastructures. And so that's one aspect and often the starting point for their digital transformation. But they often quickly move on to think about what are the new products and services that we can build that can take advantage of the way in which consumers are consuming content. Uh, and so recently I was um, at a conference called IBC, which is a big media and entertainment conference. And I had the opportunity to speak with lots of customers from the media and entertainment world. And many of them are now thinking about how they can build that direct relationship with consumers that hasn't existed for them before. Many of them have been producing content that has gone through a TV channel or gone through a cable network, but now they're looking at digital transformation as a way to build those direct relationships with consumers. And we have tools and capabilities that can help them with that based on our many years of experience of building solutions and building products that have been used by consumers. But I think the third aspect of digital transformation that's important is this idea that you may have to change your business processes in order to be successful. A good example would be when I um, worked at a big retailer back in the UK. Um, we were very good at building new experiences in the digital world, but we realized that we had to also change some of our business processes. So we were, for example, 
prior to investing in our digital transformation, there was no 24 by 7 operational support for customers because typically customer support was driven in stores. Through working um, with our technology partners, we were able to build a 24 by 7 capability that had to be reflected within our internal operations as well. And so digital transformation affects every aspect of the business from the technology through the processes and operations through to the relationship with the customers. And what's the connection between the Google Cloud and customers, your customers' efforts and programs for digital transformation? Yeah, one of the reasons I'm I'm really excited to be part of Google Cloud is that I think that Google has a lot of value to bring to enterprise customers. Um, That's partly because of the way in which we have organized our technology into solutions that make sense for them. Um, There are five areas that we really focus on. One is simply this idea of infrastructure modernization, helping our customers to find ways to run their technology infrastructures more cost-effectively. That could be using containers, it could be moving to serverless computing, and it could just be taking advantage of our global network. So that's one aspect of, of what we do. But then data management is also very important. Many of our customers are overwhelmed by huge amounts of data that are coming from different devices, different sources, different systems. And so we have a whole suite of tools and capabilities that allow them to manage that data much better. Once you have the data, getting insight from it is also important. So we also have what we describe as a smart business analytics focus, which is where we're using some of the advanced technologies that Google has to give customers the ability to drive insight out of their own data. Um, And then moving on from that, we're also looking at how we use machine learning and artificial intelligence to drive explicit outcomes for customers. I gave the example of Iron Mountain earlier using our AI capabilities. And then last but not least, we have a collaboration suite, including things like G Suite, that is helping organizations to break down those um, internal silos so that they can get working across all of their boundaries to deliver for their customers. And so Google Cloud, I think, when I think about how I see digital transformation, Google Cloud is well-structured to help customers with, with all parts of that journey. You just described so many different pieces. What is the, uh, Google Cloud as distinct from, say, say, Google G Suite, Google Docs, as an example? Yeah, in Google Cloud, you can think of Google Cloud as one of the market leaders when it comes to building secure, scalable, um, and intelligent cloud solutions for enterprises. And that really is the focus. Um, Our chief exec is very focused on this idea that we are building for our enterprise customers solutions for their businesses. And that's distinct from the business to consumer capabilities that have driven Google historically. Um, And what it means is that we are always looking for ways in which we can deliver explicit value to customers. And that's what drives us back to this idea of co-innovation. We want to work with them to solve their difficult problems using Google technologies where they're available, but then developing new technologies where we don't have those available yet. Within the customers that you're working with, what are the, going back to digital transformation, what are the kinds of common issues or patterns or challenges or obstacles that you see going across multi- the multiple customers that you're involved with? And also, these are, these are large companies, right? They are large enterprises, and we typically are working with Google's largest customers around the world from the office of the CTO. 
Um, I think there are three things that really stand out for me that are consistent themes in my conversations. Um, cost is undoubtedly one of them. Um, I On Monday, I was in Amsterdam in a conversation with the big uh, media customer, and they are wanting to consolidate multiple data centers into a single data center and at the same time develop a public cloud capability. So we describe that together as a hybrid cloud solution where they want to be able to have some of their data and content on-premise managed within their infrastructure, potentially for reasons of latency, but they also want to take advantage of the cost benefits of using the public cloud. And so that's a theme that I see consistently from customers that I talk to. So cost is definitely one, and one of the things we're focused on is making sure that we have cost-effective solutions for our customers. But another aspect I touched upon earlier is this idea of data, in that increasingly businesses understand that data is potentially a differentiator for them. If they have data about their customers and users, they can drive insight from that data in order to make better business decisions. But many of the CTOs that I talk to are overwhelmed with vast quantities of data that are coming from all sorts of different directions. One good example of how we help would be a, a solution called Dataflow, which allows organizations that have batch processes generating data, but also have live stream data coming through, for example, their website or through their applications. We can bring all of those together so that there is a single data source that allows them to then start running um, insights and analytics against a much more structured, manageable data set. So data is a, definitely a, a big theme. You mentioned that your customers are starting to understand this, and clearly the ability to, the ability to recognize uh, the kinds of data that the customer has and how to apply that data is a learned skill. And so tell us about the journey that your customers go on in order to understand data as an asset in the way you just described. Yeah, and we have, I think, in my experience, two types of customer. There are customers who do have deep data scientist skills in-house. Maybe data has been something that has been a competency for them for a long time. And typically, they're looking to take advantage of some of the Google technologies so they can build out their own solutions and their own models. Um, I think that also applies to what we're seeing in the um, artificial intelligence space. So for some of our more sophisticated customers, they can take advantage of our solutions like TensorFlow in order to build their own models, or they can take advantage of some of our data capabilities, our services like Dataproc, to build their own Hadoop clusters to be able to process huge amounts of data. But then there are other customers who perhaps don't have that depth of resource and who haven't had the opportunity to hire or to develop um, deep expertise in data science. And for them, we provide things like BigQuery, where all they have to worry about is getting their data into the solution, and then they can use the tools that we have built in order to actually get the insights that they want. And I think it's important that we can support both types of customer, because one of the other things that... I think is important for digital transformation is this idea that it's a journey. And many customers are starting their journey to the cloud now with what I describe as just lift and shift. They're looking for those cost benefits. They're looking to take virtual machines from their existing on-premise data centers and move those into the public cloud. But that is not enough to deliver digital transformation. That's just the starting point. I like to talk about them moving and improving, which is how they can start taking existing applications and systems 
and modernize those using cloud technologies so that they can start to introduce new capabilities. Um, and to give you a specific example, at National Geographic, I moved the image collection um, into Google Cloud, and that was partly an infrastructure and partly a security play. But we also started exploring the use of something called AutoML, which is one of Google's machine learning tools to allow us to recognize the content of photographs and to enrich that metadata. And so to me, that's a really good example of move and improve, where customers can not only get cost benefit by moving into the cloud, but use it as a way to unlock innovation and to start modernizing the systems that they have. And then presumably these companies who are relatively early in this process using the lift and shift approach have been hesitantly eyeing the cloud for a long time. And presumably these are kind of like their first tentative steps. Would that be an accurate thing to say? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, there's a lot of research out there that suggests that there's still a huge opportunity to um, develop the cloud marketplace. Um, one of the studies that I saw recently suggested that for some of the biggest companies, they have moved only around 10% of their workloads into the public cloud. So I think what that means is that some of the easy use cases have already migrated, but now it's the opportunity to think about how do you deliver the more complex use cases. And that's where I believe we at Google have a real differentiator in that we're not saying to our customers, just move your uh, applications and systems over to us and we'll run them more cost effectively for you. We're saying that we can do that, but that we can also work with you to give you access to tools and capabilities to then modernize those systems and applications. And that's one of the reasons that we're winning um, in the marketplace and getting momentum, because I think that customers want more than just moving into public cloud to get cost benefits. They want to get access to some of that Google magic to help them actually build new products and services too. Your strategy is quite interesting to me because clearly it seems, and correct me if I'm, if I'm not right here, but it seems that your approach is to work with these customers on a business level rooted and built upon the, the technology, but to really help them understand the implications for their, their business so that the shift is not just a platform shift, but it involves a far deeper business change and, and everything that that implies. Absolutely, which goes back to your earlier point about digital transformation, that technology may be the foundation for success, but you also need the cultural change in order to really deliver the value to the business. And I believe that's one of the areas in which we're able to differentiate in that we are acknowledged as a leader when it comes to innovation through all of the, the work that Google has done itself for its own business in the last two decades. And so now taking that culture, exposing it to our customers and using it as a way to inspire them to develop more innovation and to drive the cultural change necessary is as important, I think, as having great technology solutions. So then is the big, the, the, the core of the big shift being undertaken at Google Cloud now, the, the extension of or going beyond the technology to bringing all of these other digital transformation capabilities to the table for your customers? I think that's one part of it. Definitely there is, as I mentioned earlier, a huge investment right now in building out our sales teams and our customer touch points 
our channel partnerships, our customer service capability, so that we start now having things such as customer success teams who are working very closely with customers to make sure that they get the value from the technology investments that they have made with Google. And I believe that that's going to just accelerate the success that we're seeing in the marketplace. But I think of customer success teams as being more tactical and technical and supportive in nature, as opposed to the work that you're doing, which is more foundational and more strategic. That's fair. And certainly one of the conversations that I have with some of my colleagues is about where does the office of the CTO bring the best value? And I think that a lot of the customer success teams will be focused on where there is an existing situation, an existing relationship, and wanting to extend that. We in the office of the CTO are mobilized against very difficult problems that might occur in an organization that is not yet a Google customer. And we understand that by helping them to tackle that problem, and it may not start with technology. Some of the conversations that I have are around culture. I met recently with the CEO of one of the big um, commercial real estate services companies, and his challenge was not necessarily about technology. It was about changing the mindset of his employees so that they can operate successfully in a digital first world. And a lot of the day that we spent with him and his leadership team was talking about Google's culture and how organizations that work with Google not only benefit from the technology leadership that we have, but also from that culture of innovation and collaboration that we have developed. And it's those two things together that is really unlocking magic for our customers. So that point I find quite interesting because it seems that you're you're trying to help these large organizations adopt aspects of the, the very well-known Google culture for getting things done and transplant it inside their companies as they make the digital transformation and cloud journey. Or to be inspired by them. I think that I prefer to think of it as inspiration because to recreate the culture within Google will be very difficult for many of our customers, but I believe that they can learn from and be inspired by the things that they see here. How does it work? I mean, how do you how do you do that? How do you get them inspired by, but somehow on their side, they have to look at what you're doing and adopt and change. And that's so difficult. I think one of the ways in which we unlock that for them is through conversation. And I recently sat in a in a customer briefing. And what was really exciting for the customer was this idea that we were saying to them, we're just here to talk. We'd love to learn about your business. We'd love to learn about the challenges. And we'd love to share any insights that are relevant from Google. And they were visibly relaxed because they had said some of the other conversations that they had with other companies, other cloud providers, were very focused on a specific opportunity or a specific engagement. And they actually told me that they understood that cloud was important, but they didn't yet have a good grasp of it. And so we said, that's not a problem. Spend time with us understanding what the potential is. And so it really is about a conversation. We're prepared to spend the time to talk to customers to help them with those difficult problems, even if there is no immediate opportunity apparent to, to either party. And just to clarify, the, the cloud transitions that we're talking about are very large transitions from the very largest companies on some of their most important processes. So this is not just a matter of, you know, we're going to pay our credit card for 50 bucks and use some app in the cloud. That's right. We're talking about very large customers who um, are working directly with us, whether it be a city or an LL Bean or a National Geographic. These are 
major brands who are doing things that are impacting millions of customers. I think that also means that they want to make sure that they get it right. And one of the things we haven't touched upon, but I'd love to touch on briefly, is this idea of the shared risk that there is when it comes to moving into the cloud. If I think back to the beginning of my career, you could build solutions that were running on your technology and your data centers, and you had complete control. When you move into the public cloud arena, clearly you're partly dependent on the capabilities of your service provider. And for me, that's one of the reasons why it's important to make sure there's an alignment of values in that when we talk to a customer about the digital transformation that they're going through, they can also get comfort from the fact that Google really understands digital transformation and is passionate about digital transformation. And so they see an alignment of values in addition to the great technology that we have available to them. You know, now we come to the part where we where we start to run seriously out of time because you you must explain to us in like, you know, sort of tweet length size why making a technical decision such as moving to the cloud demands an alignment of values in order to be successful. How does yes. that work? A great question. Um, I'll use an example to, to give you a quick answer. At National Geographic, one of the reasons that we chose to move to Google Cloud was that Google Cloud has a commitment to sustainability and, in fact, matches its energy um, consumption with sustainable energy purchases. That was very important to National Geographic. And increasingly, we're seeing that customers want to have a cloud provider that has values aligned with their values before making that decision. Because there is this shared risk and shared engagement in, in a very deep way. You're on this journey together. When you start your digital transformation um, journey into the cloud, if that's the route that you go down, you are working very closely with your partner. And that's why we believe in co-innovation and really helping our customers by working alongside them. What advice do you have for companies that are looking at this kind of cloud migration, both in terms of the, the preparation that they need to have in place to do it well, and then when they decide to actually embark on the journey? Yeah, there are three things that I'm going to suggest that um, they should all look at. One is they shouldn't just lift and shift, as I described earlier. They should be thinking about what are the ways in which we can take our infrastructure and modernize it using cloud capabilities. So that, for me, is absolutely critical as a starting point. The next thing, though, is also thinking about how customer experience can be impacted by the cloud. We work with many retailers, including Macy's, for example. And Macy's is able to take advantage of the scalability within Google Cloud to make sure it can always provide consistent experiences to its customers. So that's very, very important. But I think the third thing is this values alignment in that if you're going to be working in a new mode, which has you putting your systems and your data in somebody else's care, make sure that that organization's values aligns, align with yours so that you can work together to deliver the value that you're looking for. So this notion of uh, stewardship of the data is crucially important when making the, the migration decision. Absolutely. And there are certain principles that we have established here at Google. I mean, we um, take security incredibly importantly. Nobody in Google Cloud has access to the data or the content of the customers who use our Google Cloud platform. And we ensure that using technology, we have something called the Titan chip, 
which is a hardware chip that ensures that it's not possible to access servers unless you are the authorized customer of that server. But we also have incredible processes in place to make sure that that's the case. That's something that customers um, actually cite when coming to Google. It's our security profile is one of the reasons that they embrace us. And I'm laughing here because somebody on Twitter, Jeff Nolan on Twitter, just made the comment. He says, lift and shift, lift and shift sounds like a rap group or cosmetic surgery procedure. <laughs> it's neither of those in this context. <laughs> All right. Um, and with that one, I'll just ask you one last question, which is you're doing so many interesting things. What's, what's the, can you identify like one most fun part of your job? Yeah, I think the most fun part of my job today is almost delighting those customers who are struggling with digital transformation and just want to have that conversation and just want to get going. And I enjoy that in the same way that I've enjoyed talking to you about digital transformation. Um, that's the thing that many customers are looking for, and that's what the office of the CTO gives them a safe space to do. Okay, that's great. Marcus Cease, thank you so much for taking time today to be with us on CXO Talk. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure, Michael. You have been watching CXO Talk. We've been speaking with Marcus East from the office of the CTO at Google Cloud. Before you go, please subscribe on YouTube and hit the little subscribe button at the top of our website. We have amazing shows coming up. Check out cxotalk.com and we will see you again next time. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.